Are we good? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Hey, welcome to You Talk, I Listen. I think that's it. Name of it. I've been doing it for three weeks, I yes. think. Hi, Michael. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Are you happy to be back? Yeah. Excited to talk about uh, the album this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got fun stuff this week. Josh, how are you? I'm super. Super? Did you have a good week? I had an okay week. Yeah. I'd say this week was mostly... Yeah, I had uh, We had a COVID scare at work on Friday. No. I got sent on a wild goose chase for a test. Don't you work from home? No, I don't work from home. <laughs> I go to work every day. <laughs> no, we had a COVID scare at work. <laughs> the mailman. The landlord came in. Like, no. Um, the landlord had her bridal shower on Saturday, um, and your girlfriend had uh, the winning uh, Mad Libs, and she also, there was like a thing at the table. I don't know half of this girly shit, but it was like advice or whatever, and one of the things said, never forget, and your girl wrote 9-11, yeah. which I was, I was thrilled she, about. She passed it about, she passed it to me, like, through, she's like, should I do it i'm like do it okay she like she wanted to confirm if you yeah, thought it'd be like would that be too much for caitlin i was like no she'll love <laughs> no, it she, i'd see you just said her name too oh <laughs> shit. whatever it's fine it's not that big of a deal we said it Ring right we're, we're talking about the bridal shower anyway um but it was uh not without its drama which i will not get into here but uh people Ooh. are unreliable shitheads i'm not going to say names but they are related to me oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i was texting dan when he was going through some shit and i was like Yo, why are you texting me back? He's like, I'm. He's like, fuck off. Basically. I was like, dude, I'm. You were <laughs> not no, now. You were calling me. Oh, I was calling you. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. you were complaining about. I'm not gonna say what it was, but you said it smelled like a sucked cock. It did. Uh, because I think they're coming here later to drop something off. Oh. Okay. Um, but uh, it it did smell like a sucked cock. It did not smell like a sucked cock. And if it did, you've been smelling way too many sucked cocks. Uh, what it was is like when you first. I talked. I talked yeah. to your girl, and she told me that you were just drunk and being dramatic. I was fucking hammered. By just you, you two at home. No, no. So, NCAA tournament starts. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And the Arizona Wildcats are out. My alumni brothers. So, <laughs> how many credits did you get from Arizona? Like a half a college credit. <laughs> like I got half of a credit towards a credit. Okay. So, <clears throat> anyway. I was like, let's go watch some basketball, fellas. And uh, Scott, my friend, who he, he doesn't drink anymore, he's like, hey, you know, like, uh, we'll go out. And we did. Okay, where'd you go? A Blue Ale House. Okay. And they should have probably stopped serving us because me and Schlem ordered like 50 shots of oh, Jameson. Oh, God. And, and what they, time of day was this? This was like... <laughs> <laughs> this was like... We, we were at the opening tip-off of the first game, which was 12 30 yeah. Like, yeah, so <laughs> you were doing we, sh- we left the house, like my house, at like 11.40. And what, about what time were you guys like... Uh, aggressively drunk. Probably about like two. <laughs> okay. So were you the drunkest ones there? I yes. By a at, wide margin. At, at the Blue Ale House, yeah, we were. Happy. Okay, and where did you end up for the rest of the day? Like, how did the rest of the day proceed? So the rest of the day went um, a conversation between a couple of my friends. Did I say the names of the people who I went with? Well, you said Scott already. Okay. And I, you said Schlem. I'll edit that out. Okay. Don't say his name. <laughs> Don't say Scott's name. No. Okay. Too late. All right. You whatever. said it three times now. All right. Well, um, without drawing any more attention to Well, we, somebody, Eric. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, my friend, E. <laughs> My friend E was like... You uh, said his name three different ways. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> yeah. so I wonder if you guys can figure out who it is by now. Well, anyway, he's like, I want to see some tits and I want to see some ass. And I said, that doesn't sound like a bad Let's idea. go to the bedroom. So we went to the planet. The pla- Okay, what's this place called? It's named after the Daily Planet, which is... Superman, Super- Clark Kent's place of work. Yes. 
So I've heard stories about this place. What town is this in? I'm not even familiar it's with right this. right off of Oak Ridge, New Jersey. Like um, right off of 23. There's no way what? that's a fucking... It, it, I swear to fucking no, God. No, no, I believe it is real. I'm saying there's no way that's a good strip club. Off no. of Oak Ridge, like in the West Milford part or the Jefferson part? It's like right there. It's on like the <laughs> it's equator. Like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's on the equator. The of one Oak. side you can, like, you can like see like where it splits. It's, it's <laughs> One side you can get heroin easily. The other side you can't. <laughs> yeah, you can get whatever you want at the planet. <laughs> okay. So, so have you been to this place before? Before. Never been to this place, and I heard from like people that the the back room is just a fucking blanket stapled Wait. to the fucking <laughs> corner of a room. So, so it's like, like when parents take the door off their yeah. kid's room and they just so, get to hang up a blanket. So yeah, yeah. I was like. <laughs> I need to see this place, <laughs> obviously. Well, see, for most people, that would be like, wow, this is a really low quality place. For you, like, I'm I'm living again. Like, I didn't is- get nervous until we got up to it, and it's a fucking. It's like a it's like a suburb. It's like it's like any road that you go down in West Milford where there's houses. It's a it's a fucking neighborhood. And then all of a sudden there's a fucking little house like slash lodge looking thing and it has a Budweiser sign in the front window and I'm like Holy fuck, we're going here. There's a leg- I did not know there was a strip club right here. And there's no yeah. Okay, the odds of someone that we know that has worked there has to be like oh, yeah, extremely sure. high, right? Oh, for sure. Like minus 1300 that someone we know has worked there. So we get there and we were like, the, for my first thing was like, we need the basketball game on because <laughs> this is what we fucking came to do. Give me tits and basketball. And I was like, I saw like these girls walking around. I'm like, oh my God, they work here. They look like not strippers. What do they look like? What do you, what do they look like? Like not the best looking. Oh, so they were exactly what I was thinking a strip a stripper at that strip club yes. would look like. And like, I was like, where's the stage? So I'm looking around and I see the bar and I see like someone laying down like behind the bar. I thought they were like in trouble or like, did they overdose? No, there was a fucking stage that's like, because of the bar is like a U, right? Okay. And there's a stage that goes down, and it's the same level as like the bartenders. <laughs> and I'm like, holy fucking shit. This sounds like uh, like an Ikea strip club. <laughs> like, they, like, they looked the like a shuffleboard, and they just like took off a couple pieces, and they patched it together, and then that was the fucking... Okay, so on a scale of one, let's, let's play one to ten with the strippers. On a scale of one to ten, what, what number was the hottest stripper at this strip club? There was one that I would say would be like a seven or half or eight. Okay. One. Okay, what do you say the median average was of the strippers on one to ten? Two. Two? Really? <laughs> yeah, well, Wait, so there was an eight and the median average is two? I got to know them all. I got to know all of them. Okay. <laughs> Did any of them have like a good stripper name? Uh, I don't remember. I was fucking <laughs> You hammered. really got to know them well. Yeah, no, I was fucking <laughs> hammered. So, like, you go there and it's like, Holy shit! There's a jukebox. Thank God. Did you put? Up, did you pump five dollars worth of stank into yeah. it? <laughs> I played Steely Dan in this one. What <laughs> song? What song? I really need. <laughs> what a song to play at a strip. Throwing away the time. Well, when we got there, there was like locals there, and they were all like oh, older people. Of course, it's going to be locals. No one's coming and from fucking like, Bergen you County. Could, you could hear a pin drop. I come in with my Gilbert Arenas Arizona Wildcats <laughs> jersey on. <laughs> And, like, the fucking music stopped for a little bit. And like the record like, scratch. But then you started getting weird nods from the guys like, yeah. I'm like, hey, Did they want to watch you guys fuck the strippers? Yeah, dude, probably. <laughs> okay. So, did any of you get private dances? No. Okay. No, none of that. But it was, like, if you wanted it, you could have had it. 
By it, you mean get it in? Yes. Okay, so like, that was or, this is or like some, a, something there. A borderline whorehouse is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, because there was like really nobody was dancing. The only one that was dancing was this one, and I was like, she's like, guess how old I am? And I'm like, you don't look a day over 30, but I'm like thinking to myself, like, you look like you're 60. And she's like... <laughs> okay, what would you give her on a scale of 1 to 10? She was probably one of the better looking ones. <laughs> she was fucking 59 years old. What? 59. 59. And I was like, you have a great body for... And like, so... Oh God! I hope Sam's not listening. But, <laughs> so, so um, I hope she is. So like, she's like, uh, you, she saw like I had the singles for the jukebox. Okay. And he's like singles, and I'll show you. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So she shows me her tits, and I put one single in one tit <laughs> and one single in the other tit. Should ask her if she had changed. And, and then like we started talking because I have to, I have to know, I have to know how you ended up in fucking yeah. middle of Oak Ridge, New Jersey, at this fucking strip club at 59 years old, at like 59 years old, and. How were her tents? They were, uh, they weren't great. <laughs> you started out like they were really about what you'd no, expect no, from a fifty-nine-year-old working at a strip club. I feel in bad Oak because if someone's listening that like frequents there, they're gonna be like, "Oh, I know her." And like, oh my god, that's my mom. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, she was like, um, "Yeah, I do Pilates." <laughs> I fucking almost died. <laughs> so, who had the most fun at the strip club? Slim. Slim. <laughs> was he obnoxious? Yes. What was he doing? That was uh, the best. <laughs> One girl's like, "Oh, I can do that." He's like, "What else can you do?" <laughs> So he was and just. This, I only know this because I called a friend that was there. Okay. And he heard that conversation that Schlem had in the background. Okay. So let me ask you this then: Who did you know about this place Never. beforehand? I've, I've heard stories. And okay. It's like an urban legend. So, so that who we needed to check and, it out? But none. Okay, that's what it was. It was one of these things. Like, why don't we finally go and do this? Yeah. No one had frequented before. Correct. Yes. Okay. Who was most excited about going? Me. You were most excited? Well, no, I was at first, and they were like, you sound like you're being a pussy about this. I'm like, no, I'm really fucking <laughs> I want to see what the... So it do, it really sounds like this is a place everyone should experience at least once. Yes. Would you call it the Hooch Hut of strip clubs? Yes. Okay, I love Hooch Hut. <laughs> When's the last time you actually went in there? Oh, uh, probably uh, last week to get a bottle of Pinot uh, Grigio. If, if, like, when COVID was bad, like, really bad, and uh, we, my bachelor party was up in the air, I was like, let's just go to Hooch Hut one night. Yeah. We'll just get hammered at that little bar. So quick, before... Like, like we let we ended up going to Jimmy G's after. Okay, and that was like a bad idea because we were so drunk beyond our. So oh, we just ended up going home. And you guys have gotten kicked out of Jimmy G's before. Well, yeah. not you, but people you were with. Yeah, but they're sober now. Yeah, so. <laughs> so I ended up like going to the, like this is towards like the end of it. I'm in the urinal taking a piss, like probably my fifth piss because they didn't have shots of Jameson at. Uh- Jimmy G's? At, no, at the... At the oh, uh, what, they just have beer and vodka had, like, and pop-off? I was like, they like, Jamie left the building, but we got other stuff. I was like, you got Rumpelmans? And then so we just took, kept taking shots of Rumpelmans. Uh, and just... That sounds like, heinous. I was in the bathroom taking a piss, and like, I usually know when I'm going to throw up. I just was like... <laughs> you just puked it. And it just like <laughs> came out of my mouth right into the urinal. <laughs> fucking threw Did it get on your dick? Over the ur- everywhere. Like... <laughs> I was like brushing myself off, and I was like, "And uh, uh. you went back and talked to the strippers with your puke breath." Yeah, it's like, an upgrade for them. I think like the one of the last drinks I I had, I heard like the the bartender like, "Wow, someone fucking threw up all over the urinal." <laughs> like, there. I'm like, "Oh, what nasty!" They probably fuck. yeah, they probably saw the dancers. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, is yeah. this? Are we shaming I, sex workers right I now?" I came home. And Sam said that our, our roommate, Ariana, came in through the garage. And she's like, yeah, your boyfriend's, like, naked. <laughs> Wait, so you just got home and got naked? I got home, and I... What time did you get home? I think Sam told me it was, like, 8. Yeah, it must have been, because you were talking about the fight at 8 o'clock. Yeah. So, uh, so you, why, did, why did you get naked? So, 
And I where? threw up all over myself. Yeah, oh, your clothes too. My clothes and like you probably smelled so bad. What the fuck? What? Uh, it's literally a log cabin. Yeah, dude. Wait. Okay. It's, it's a log cabin a log in the neighborhood. Cabin. This sounds like the way a lot of horror see. movies start out. Dude, like, you can see through like, the window. It looks like fucking cabin in the woods, dude. I need to go look at this. So you can see through if you look through the window of this place outdoors, you can see like kids' play cars, like Power Wheels, in the fucking driveway next door, and you're like, whoa. Yeah, dude, it's oh. fucking rough. It has a website. Okay, I'm going to look. It just says bar. They, yeah. I, the, Wait, they have I, a website? They have a Facebook page. Okay. Adult Entertainment Club. Like, I wish that they had, like, on their page, like, <laughs> how this companies will be like, meet our staff so I can actually see who these strippers are. Yeah, you'll never get that at a strip club. No, of course not. Confidentiality. I don't think, I, oh, my God, this really is, oh, boy. You must have had a fucking, okay, so tell me more about getting naked. Uh, yeah, I came home, and Sam said I came in like a wrecking ball, like literally just fucking slammed through the front door. I'm like, what's up? And like, I was like, I threw up all over myself. She's like, ew. And I was like, yeah, I think I might throw up again. I was like, nah, I'm good. And then like, I was about to sit down. She's like, why don't you go shower? And I'm like, yeah, probably a good idea. And I guess I got naked, and I don't really remember this. So she, your, your roommate, that roommate is, came in, and she's like, your boyfriend's like... Your, the she saw you naked? naked? Probably. Okay. Probably just saw... It's like, your house, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. So I it's... Really, I mean, not that I'm condoning exposing yourself to someone against their will. We all can't beat Deshaun Watson. Yes. But I, I maybe you shouldn't do that because she's, you know, your girlfriend, one of her best friends. Yeah, well, I didn't know where she was in the house. Usually she's upstairs in her room. Yeah, she's yeah. in the living room with Sam, and, like, she just came home at the time when I was butt naked. Trying to, I don't know. Were out. you more scared at the strip club, or was she more afraid of seeing you naked? I don't know. Both. Both sound scary. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it sounds like you had a very good weekend. Yeah, and then I watched the UFC fights, and I knew what was going on, and I kind of got my wits back about me, and I just like thought about it. I was like, I'm not gonna have fun tonight. And then the next day, it was like one of those hangovers that last. Oh, you felt like shit for 24 hours. Easy. What'd you do all day Sunday? Just sit around, put vodka and Pedialyte, and no, try to I, I, kick it off. I just tried to. Dr- I just drank Pedialyte that I had left okay. over from <laughs> the and, bachelor party. Yeah, and I was just drinking Pedialyte, just I, trying to get back to life. And then Sam went out and got me out back. And I okay, what'd like, you get? Uh, the blooming onion chicken. Well, you, the, oh, that's really. I can't go to Outback and not get a form of the blooming onion. Yeah. Like it's a must. Uh, Pat texted me today, and he was like. He, he was like, I just thought about Taylor and the wedge salad on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was mad that he didn't know what he ordered. I think I did that on a date one time. You ordered a wedge salad? Yeah, like it was like the opener. like the. Uh, and for, I was like, yeah, I'll take the wedge. And then like, you I didn't know what it, it was. And I just ate it because I was like. Like you picked it up like it's an apple? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you want to make someone uncomfortable one day, just like it, be in the supermarket or even if you have it at home, just grab an onion and take a bite out of it like it's an apple. Yeah. Would you do that? Yeah. I, I don't like raw onion. Not a fan. What I like like cooked onions but raw onion not my thing no. i don't even like i love italian heroes i don't ever want raw onion on it <laughs> I, I it's kind of like goes against it but I, uh, I dated a girl who like loved onions like, I, I feel like people them. like onions like i yeah. love like sauteed onions caramelized onions are fucking awesome yeah. on a burger you know a philly cheesesteak sam doesn't eat onions at all no. josh do you do onions at all 
Uh, like, no, on a burger, you do it. Like, no, if, I don't. you ask for no onions on a burger at like Wendy's, McDonald's. I do. No, I don't do onions with fast food because fast food onions give me the fucking runs horribly. <laughs> they fuck me up. Regular onions, I'm fine, but raw onion, I'm not a fit. In a gyro, maybe I could do like a good gyro. Yeah. But half these places around here and they do gyros don't even give you the lamb option. Like it's the only gyro. I don't want a fucking beef or chicken gyro. You get a lamb gyro, and I'll take my risk if I'm gonna get sick from it. Yeah, I'm fine. All right, why don't we get Taylor on the horn, Josh? Uh, you're going to Skype him? Yeah. I'm and uh, we'll do our reviews. Uh, Taylor and I both watched a movie neither of us, I, of us saw. And all three of us listened to the album Taylor gave me. And we have a lot to say about it. So uh, we'll get Taylor on the line and we'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> it's actually the sound of Taylor shitting. We're recording now. Taylor's taking a shit. Listen. I'm pissing. <laughs> pissing out of your butt. How's your stream, dude? <laughs> That's fine. It's all right. Yeah, it sounded like a heavy. Fucking all things considered. Uh, what color was? The, what color was, was the uh, pee? It was clear. I'm hydrated as shit right now. Okay. What did it smell like? It smelled like uh, movie theater popcorn, which is weird. Maybe maybe you need to go to the doctor. Yeah, it's asparagus. Smell. Asparagus. Yeah. I've been, I've been going. I always forget like for months, dude. Nothing. They, they, and you've been pissing on him, and he hasn't complained. I, I know, dude. I can't believe it either. <laughs> so, how how's your week, Taylor? Um, week's okay. Everything's fine. Um, you know, I've been watching NCAA, watching the tournament, uh, the March Madness. Been winning some, winning some money there. So I've been enjoying that. Uh, I watched this really stupid fucking movie called The Slam and Salmon with the Broken Lizard guys. <laughs> Yeah. Hell yeah. That's a great move. Michael Clark Duncan's best performance ever. <laughs> I was going to say him as Kingpin in Daredevil. Nah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Slim and Salmon is definitely better. All right. Yeah. Is that true, Taylor? So, is that Michael Clark Duncan's best performance? His second best performance. What's number one? I mean, you know, the, not, not, not doing green a bit, but the, the Green Mile, yes. Yeah, yeah. well... Green Mile. I would say outside of that, like you could pick and choose. Like I like the whole nine yards. He's in that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talladega Nights. Yes. Talladega Nights. He's great in that. And then he died. He was. Right. He was. Uh, he was fucking great in, Ar- in uh, Armageddon too. Ar- yeah, he was. He's also was a big, big UFC fan. He was always yeah. at the events. Like before, it was. It was like him and Shaq and David Spade and Kevin James were always at the yeah. UFC events. Before. No, Anthony it was the same. Kiedis. Yeah, Anthony Kiedis was always the one. It's like, and look, it's like. Oh, uh, was the other guy that died. That's a lot of mass. Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain was a big, yeah, he was a big UFC fan. That's true. Yes. Uh, so you watch one dumb movie this week, Taylor. Why don't we well, talk about the movie I gave you that I also haven't seen or hadn't seen? Yeah, so uh, it's actually two dumb movies. Uh, I didn't think it could get any dumber than The Fanatic, um, but <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. And to be honest with you, I didn't hate it at all. No, I really didn't hate it. I I was surprised. At, it was it was kind of endearing, and Dice right yeah. Was, Dice was actually good in it. It starts out really stupid with him on the payphone and shit. Hey, I'm the brain smasher. Oh, like <laughs> I mean, Dude, he doesn't actually do that, but the whole premise of the movie is so silly. But it was fun. Dude, the part that so there's there's I I couldn't write every part down that made me laugh, but it's 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 literally a piece of garbage. But it's so bad it's good. Yeah, for like sure. Like the the best part in the beginning, 
is so essentially the overview of the movie is this one chick, um, uh, this one chick and her sister. They're trying to smuggle this fake fucking flower in called a red lotus. It's supposed to it's supposed to give um, superhuman abilities and powers and the ultimate power to whoever consumes the flower. And they smuggled it in from China to New York. So and then they get kidnapped by this. By, by this group of like ninjas, right? No, At least that's what they. No, are, let me finish. They're not ninjas, right? So, so this that's what they say. They say ninjas, and as they're making the getaway, right? This chick goes, "Yeah, we're being chased by some ninjas." In the middle of the getaway, her sister turns around and looks at her and goes, "No." Ninja is Japanese. These people are Chinese. I've told you the difference. In the middle of the getaway, it just stops and she scolds her. <laughs> they had to, they had to culturally appropriate it. It was so dumb. But then, like, throughout the entire movie, it's like ninjas, ninjas, ninjas. And then I also we have to talk ninjas. about... Dude, we are ninjas. The greatest, the best cameo I've seen in a movie in a long time at the club that Andrew Dice Clay is bouncing at where he's called the Brain Smasher. There's, yeah. there's fucking <laughs> stupid asshole just couldn't help himself and be in this fucking movie. Don fucking Barris in Don Barris. Don Bowers in line getting his ass kicked by a bunch of fucking uh, ninjas or whatever they said. When I saw Don Barris. It's funny. The day I watched this was the same day I sent you, you, Josh, and Manfro that video of Perry tripping, walking out of his apartment because yeah. people keep sending him firewood and he doesn't even have a fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I lost my fucking shit. And then I see Don Barris, the architect of Windy City, he in this movie getting his ass kicked. Yeah, it, it was one of the few times like I had to pause the movie and go, I literally haven't seen Don Barris in anything else. But like, Windy City Heat. Windy City Heat in that. And then obviously, you know, the man show and Jimmy Kimmel Live, yeah. but whatever. Um, overall, <laughs> over, overall. It's really not that bad. To me, it's actually it's a precursor and kind of more what what um, Dice should have done more so because he didn't write any new material. That's why that's why the Dice character kind of faded after, after well, like in the it 90s. It was really when they went after Dice's comedy rather than because they couldn't go after him as a person. He didn't do anything. Dice was a character and then after that he had no new material because he got pretty much he was like a, a precursor to cancel culture is kind of what you're saying too that he should have fa fallen into these kind of roles where the character won't be taken as seriously as stand-up which for years has been represented as real life thoughts rather than another form of art well that uh, of course that too and my big thing is um you, you saw that he had chops as an actor i mean yeah we, dude we, we knew he was a pretty solid actor but I didn't realize how good he was. On he was very good in the later seasons of Entourage, as bad of a fucking show as, as it Dude, is. He was he was actually very good. He, he was, was great in A Star Is Born. Yeah, he was great in A Star Is Born as uh, Lady Gaga's father. I was so impressed with him in that. Like he can act. <laughs> yeah, and, and and so all in all, I really enjoyed this movie when I really shouldn't have. The the, the part I liked the most. Same honestly, here. The part I liked the most is that it was I found it for free on YouTube. Yeah, it was awesome. It was just free online. I had it on a um, Kenyatta's brother Kwame on his Plex, so I watched it there. I thought I was going to be like one of these ones that was so horrific that I was entertained by it. But for what it was, it was a well done movie. I was very entertained by it. It didn't take itself too seriously. 
uh, you kind of can't when literally the, every time they call them ninjas, they say we're not we're not ninjas and they're they're monks. It's so silly. It's so over the top. But Dice has chops. He's he had he had such a charisma back then. And this is kind of like the end of Dice being a thing too. But he yeah. had a charisma and an aura that you can't really teach. It's just you have it, and he had it then. He still has it. Actually, someone I know just went and saw him live like an hour away last week. And he's probably still, still great. Like he's oh, uh, he's probably still great to see live. I mean, yeah. he when after he went on SNL when he was hosting, and a bunch of the fucking actors complained because his comedy was so misogynistic, and he did that thing where he broke down and cried on stage. It was over for the Dice Man because <laughs> it was like he he broke that wall because he had to. It was ridiculous. Like he was a character. He used to tour as Andrew Clay, and he had a character called the Dice Man, and everyone loved the Dice Man. So that became his whole persona, and he right. became one of the biggest comedians of all time on it. But so but everyone he, thought that's actually how it feel. He told fucking so, puns. Like come on. So he's he's it's so funny too because like he so he's a Jewish guy that's that's acting like he's a greaser in the eighties. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, sure. Well, the other the other thing too was that uh, he's the first comedian to sell out Madison Square Garden yep. single handedly. So uh, and Dice is in, in the realm of comedy, in a row. right? So like, he, I, it sounds silly, but like he set the stage for someone like a Kevin Hart to sell at Lincoln Financial Field because if for Dice sure. doesn't do if I, Dice doesn't do the Garden, then that's not even a thought. You know what I mean? Selling out the Garden. No, it's- True, but it's true though. Like that, it, Dice was the one that broke that mold. Like people forget, like because Dice became like a pawn. Like Opie and Anthony kind of helped bring Dice back to relevancy for a little bit because he was a regular when they first started blowing up, and you know, but people forget because he became a pawn that he was at one point one of the biggest comedians of all time. Like if you look at heights of comedians and where they've been, Dice is in that top three to five category at the bare minimum. When I went to Bamboozle in Asbury Park, they had uh, Andrew Dice Clay performing yeah. in a the little theater section, and it was like, oh, he just, he's going on at one, and he's going on again at four. And then I was like, all right, let's get there before four. There was a line, like, you couldn't, yeah, dude, you he's, couldn't get he's, a seat into the And thing. he's a legend, and you think he got, he's the one that got Jim Norton his start, because he, yep. he took Jim, he found Jimmy, and toured with Jimmy, and Jimmy opened for him. And, you know, Jimmy, they then they've had falling out since then. Dice falls out with everyone, because he he is probably a little bit better. The industry hasn't been particularly kind to him in his later years. <laughs> well, I mean, he hasn't been exactly a nice person through and through. Uh, but no. so, so two, two, two quick things before we, before I give my grading. One more, one more part that made me laugh out loud. So when they're running away, when uh, uh, I, when the chick is running away with Andrew Dice Clay, and they jump off the bridge onto the back of the bus, which was hilarious. There's she, she's on the bus and she's talking about like her boyfriend. And how it's a $10,000 gold watch. It's like, uh, I'll give me 500 bucks and I'll get you to wherever you got to go. And it's like, well, and he lights a cigarette. He's laying on top of the bus. He's laying on top of the bus. He lights a cigarette. He's laying on his back. And it's like, you have to get me to this place and you got to get me away from woo. And he just takes a drag of a cigarette and he goes, what is a woo? (laughs) Yeah. What is a woo? Oh, yeah. So, so then the, the other Stupid. dice story, it had nothing to do with the movie, but the other dice story that is one of my favorite, like old school comedian stories is he had a legit, he had legit beef with Sam Kinison, just like everybody else did. Right. So yeah. on the, on the Arsenio Hall show, I think it was, that's when dice breaks down and he has a, you know, when a kid from Brooklyn realized yeah, yeah. his dream, right. And he, he had, does that whole thing. And about a week later, Kinison 
is just making fun of him on the same show. And he's like pantomiming, smoking a cigarette. I think that, I, I think, I think, I don't know if it's true. I know Rogan has said it. I think Kinnison actually shot a gun at Dice Clay at the comedy store in LA. Yes. It used to be a bullet yeah. hole in, in the, in the, yep, in the that's wall. Kinnison shoot Dice. I've heard that story before. <laughs> Kinnison was great. Well, you know, they always said with Kinnison, he was like a normal dude until he got into a car accident, had a brain injury after. Same thing with Roseanne. She was like in a, she had to like relearn how to do everything when she was younger from a brain injury. Well, and that, that's why they think she's one. She was a comedic genius. Right. And fucking <laughs> CTE. Well, th- th- it's again. Well, Kinnison was also a Pentecostal preacher speaking in tongues. So he was yep. he was there. But I think you're right. The, the car actually put him over the edge. Yeah. You know, um, I when you just said that about Arsenio Hall, I was just uh, it came up recently. Like I got caught in a, a deep scroll on Facebook. It was like top 10 so and so like a watch mojo or looper video yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it was like shit. top 10 late night talk show moments in history. And number one was naturally Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler on David Letterman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, you're a and, fucking asshole. Yeah, I'm sorry. I shouldn't curse. I'm sorry. But you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> when Jerry slaps the shit out of him, Letterman didn't even know it was a work. For, no one did until years after Andy Kaufman died. Yeah. Yeah. It was they like that was legit kayfabe. And he was the biggest heel in the wrestling world. For not even being a wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy when you well, think that, about it. I like it Chappelle well, show does I wonder what Arsenio Hall's doing. Right I bet now. you he's at a wine and cheese party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some good ass <laughs> cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, so give a grade to the movie, Taylor. Grade to the movie overall, it gets a five. Um okay. it's it's not great. It's not funny. Ten. No, it gets oh, a five okay. out of ten. Afro, you would probably love this movie. Yeah, probably. You probably would. It's so Josh, you would love it. It's so fucking silly, but it's fun. It's 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 a lot of fun. I didn't expect to enjoy it as much. Like I literally Me I, either. Like, I, I thought I, I was I, gonna be like a chore. At about seventy five percent done with the movie, I'm watching it and thinking to myself. 14-year-old me would really, really like this. And then you would love it forever. Like, there's a million movies like that uh-huh. that I loved when I was a kid, and I watch them now, I'm like, holy shit, this is terrible. It's awesome. Yeah, real piece <laughs> like, of I can garbage. acknowledge both sides of it. I, I, I was just telling the story recently about the first time I remember meeting Manfro, him and I, at after-school basketball. I remember this. We started talking about it. We did the whole fucking opening song from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and we've been lovers ever since. Yeah. Well, so what, you guys just... Fuck, fuck, yeah, that's fuck, exactly fuck, what we did. We were talking. Fuck. Yep, that's exactly what we did at at 12 years old. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, that's I awesome. realized that, like, my roommate's a big fan of uh, your uh, roommate or girlfriend. Roommate. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, she just met Kevin Smith and yeah, uh, she, fucking Jason Mewes. Yeah, and she's like, and I was like, in 2001, they're like two grades younger than us. They they weren't watching Jay and Silent. No, they were they were two yeah. And two I was grades. like, my mom took us to the movie theaters, and I remember her reaction was like, holy shit. Yeah, I so I remember me, Jared Spooner, and Kenyatta. We got tickets for something else, and we um we'd have Jared's parents drop us off at the theater at Willowbrook yeah. at like noon, and we'd go pay for one movie and then walk into like four. Them. Yeah. And the first one we did was Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And 12-year-old me, it's the funniest shit I'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. Like, I, w- I remember I Taylor. Get, like, half the references. How old were you when you saw that, Taylor? Because you were, I, you're younger than us. And you're younger than Manfro's girlfriend, too. Yeah. Uh, let's, I'm 29. So I saw that movie. I must have been, I must have been 15 the first time I saw it. And yeah. see, for, for me, like, like the, the, <laughs> the formative movie that I saw, like, growing up, like, it wasn't Jay and Silent Bob. It was actually Grandma's Boy. 
was like the form. Oh, yeah, that was that was that's still great. Yeah. See, I had I was lucky enough to have an older brother that he wore clerks out like he had to buy it again because he re- rewinding it so so much. So I saw yeah. that shit when I was young. I kind of grew up with it, but I, I met Jason Muse at one of the conventions I go to in Parsippany at Chiller Theater. I was wearing a UFC shirt. This was my ex, Andrea. I'm in the back of the line, and he sees my shirt. It was right after the GSP Sarah fight, the second yeah, one. Yeah. Yo, UFC, come up here. He was fucked up, Jason oh, yeah. Muse, and he's talking about GSP, and all I'm thinking about is Manfro talking about GSP's tan. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a nice tan. Yeah, dude. Yeah. No homo. Well, I, did the ba- I did the backwards. Like, I watched Jay and Silent Bob strike back. And then you went and did- and then, all like, my friend would always quote, count the shells, suck a duck. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, and I'm yeah, like, oh, dude. dude. And then I realized, oh, dogma, mall rats, clerks, they're Chasing all Chasing Amy. It's, all, it's yeah. all the same thing, and dude. And I went back and I watched them all after seeing Jay and Silent Bob strike yeah. back. So yeah. I did. And then I saw clerks, too. And there's you one. fucked a donkey. There's one part where, like, my dad took us and we spit his soda out. Because he was like. When he <laughs> Says something I can't repeat on this, but he's like, I'm bringing oh, it back. Oh no! Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Soda, spit it out. My dad's like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I think uh, I, I think Josh might have accidentally played that drop one time. From, uh, yes. it was, is it from Clerks too? The one I'm thinking yeah. of. And then, and then, yeah, then Josh we, might have then accidentally had, then we got woke. <laughs> Josh, yeah, that was that was yeah. such an accident. The, yeah, that was cut half the first segment out, Taylor. Yeah. That's not yeah. racist. You know what my grandma used to call a broken beer bottle? <laughs> oh All right, God. so Taylor, well, you – go ahead, go ahead. No, sorry. I was going to say just because we're talking view askew. There was, just real quick, there was one time my father and I went fishing, and he used to fish down at uh, Atlantic Highlands where Kevin Smith is from. So as sure. we're driving down the highway, he turns off into a side street. He pulls, and he pulls into like this little mini mart, and I'm not paying attention. He runs in to go grab like a pack of cigarettes or whatever, and then I look up from my phone. I look up. And it's the fucking it's the fucking convenience store That's with the, awesome. with, with, with That's the VST awesome. video. So I'm like, dude, I get out. Oh I'm shit, like, dude, I get out and I go out. I go outside. I go in the store. It's exactly like it was. And it's like, oh my god, he's a fucking cancer merchant. And then I went all the way in the back, and I was like, I was like uh, Kevin Smith's mother in the movie. I'm I'm looking at all the dates on the milk. Like I'm literally popping myself with dude, all the works references the- that I could do. The million of them. Go look at all the fucking eggs to make sure you get the perfect dozen. <laughs> yeah. The part that I always think about that that the part I laugh the hardest out in Clerks that is not even like a moment. It's when the dude that is checking out is just watching the cat in the litter box like move the litter and turns around <laughs> and he just starts smiling. It's so <laughs> random, but obviously it's a classic. Did you um, go play hockey on the roof? Dude, it's fucking awesome. Like, that made me want to play hockey on a roof. Exactly. Yo, man, yo, get, yo, go get me a Gatorade, you shoe polish smelling motherfucker. <laughs> but girlfriend sucked 37 dicks in a row? <laughs> Careful not to suck any dick on the way out. <laughs> the guy starts following her. <laughs> All right. So, Taylor, you gave me an album um, that I then issued to both Josh and Manfro to listen to. So, all three of us have listened to this. Um, I say that loosely because I don't know if everyone got through the album. I got through the album. So I want to start with uh, the two men uh, next to me. And we'll start with Josh. Please uh, go on. All right. So uh, I listened to a bit of this and uh, I really just have a question, dude. Um, what gives you the right? <laughs> 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 Wait. No. Explain yourself. Taylor, comment. No, right. no, no. I'm trying. I'm trying. Trying to figure out what what he what All he right. means Are by that saying, question. Like, okay, um, so honestly, you you gave this 
album to us on the basis that it was catchy, you know, something you could bop to, whatever. Um, and I listened to the first song and I said, uh, that's not it. No, that's, uh, and that's, <laughs> and that's the single sucker. That's the one that was like number one. They still play it on the radio and it was in fucking NFL commercials. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all over TV. Yeah. Um, that's the first time you heard that song, Josh. Yeah. yeah wow. That's, that's the first time I heard it. I don't really do radio that yeah. much. So, um, all right. So yeah, sucker. And then, uh, Manfro and I actually had the same exact thoughts on the second song, which is cool. And yeah, about dude. 30 to 40 <laughs> seconds into cool is when I turned it off. It's like, I'm so cool. I'm so cool. Uh, all right. I'm like, dude. So, okay. So how much of it, did, uh, how much of, did, of it did you listen so, to? The, the two like when it has a little star rating in the iTunes, yes, it has like that's like the ones from the radio. Yeah, that's Listen the single. To that heard it, okay, catchy. The second one, you heard get it, it, you get it. Okay, and then I was like trying to listen into. It sounds like Force of the People took three crying white bitches <laughs> and put them into their album, and like there was one song that sounded like almost like the Police, and I was yeah. like, dude, this is fucking brutal. Like I like I I don't hate the Jonas. No, you're Brothers. you're the, more open to the no, pop stuff than I am. When the Jonas Brother guy was single and he's like, I still get jealous. That song. <laughs> when he did that song, I like that shit. I don't like, know that so, song. You're too crazy beautiful. Everybody wants the taste. Of the next. Wow. That's uh, that, that's what's his name. That was his uh, that was his solo stuff. Yeah. I don't know that song. Yeah, yeah. So that's like his solo stuff is good. So, so you you like some of the I work that they've made. And then I was listening to it, and it's like, wow. Like they like I like instruments in their shit. Like if they had when, instruments in their shit, but it just really sounds like they're it's mass produced, like in a fucking studio. They're throwing into that alternative like fucking background music, and then it's just like ah ah. See, like I don't yeah, I don't yeah. dislike pop music. It's not like I'll listen to this and be like, man, this sucks because it's pop. This sucks because it sucks. Yeah, like I didn't, okay. I, I didn't okay. enjoy like, it. I, I can I, I can fuck with a lot of different like pop acts and bands and like sure. You know, like it, like you listen to like fucking some of the shit that's on the radio. Like Ariana Grande has never put out a song that I was like, man, this I get is not it. Catchy. I uh, like her face though. <laughs> I like her everything. Yeah, she's like she's nice. Her, All right, pearl so face, <laughs> pearl face, pearl face, <laughs> pearl necklace. <laughs> yeah. All right, face. you want to give her pearl from SpongeBob? Yes. <laughs> okay, so Taylor, um, I listened to the whole thing. Okay. Uh, overall, my consensus is I don't get it. Like I listened to it a few times. The first time I straight up hated it, and then eventually became just background kind of stuff. And I realized, holy shit, this is made for like twelve-year-old girls who have like fucking pictures hanging up in their locker of dudes that they'll dislike in ten years. Uh, the teeny bopper kind of stuff. It's not for me. I didn't. I personally, I'm like sucker. I know it's a huge song. I get it. Like I get why it's a single, and I could hear it playing it. Like if we were in eighth grade again, playing it dances and shit like that. But everything else just sounded so generic and cookie cutter. It was hard to grade it individually. I eventually stopped about halfway through, and I just eventually became like no. Noises and like sounds I was making that I was typing in. Like one is uh no, and then this one just says F G G L two square. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's how I felt about it. Uh, boy, it, it's just not my thing. <laughs> I I understand why it's popular. I I get it. It's a different demographic. But for me personally, and you said yourself last week that your taste in music is eclectic. So you were kind of angling that you don't expect me to like this. I, I would never listen to this again. And if it was on, besides Sucker, I wouldn't even know it was the Jonas Brothers because yeah. it's forgettable for me. So it's almost worse than straight up hating it. It's more, I became just kind of whatever. It's there. It's it's very vanilla is what I would say. So not my thing, dude. Yeah, I, I would say just being indifferent. Um, 
I, I think is worse because as far yeah. as like you have a positive or negative reaction, I have a visceral hatred for Arcade Fire forever and ever. It's etched in my brain how fu- much I fucking hate it. I will right. completely forget the name of this album tomorrow. Right. Well, so again, I, I wasn't fully expecting anybody to really like it. Again, I'm just more or less trying to find new things to listen to sure. and going I, outside. You're, you're like me with movies where I'm just going to watch shit and see if I catch something. I want to watch almost everything. You like different fucking genres that other people don't like and you get really into them. It's the same kind of principle. Yeah, well, see, my whole thing with this, too, was like, um, you know, I, I, again, I knew I knew about them and I figured I like that song, Sucker Enough, let's give the album a shot. And to, uh, to answer Josh's question, now that I understand what it means, uh, blame Dan. Dan's the one who told you to listen to it, and we don't we don't hold your feet to the fire. All right, you know what? Stuff. Blame That's yourself. True. You are one hundred percent right, Dan. Yeah, fuck, fuck you, Dan. Uh, listen, listen, it happens. Uh, I, I'm You're sorry. within range too well, of our fucking punches. Well, you dude. know what? <laughs> the problem is, I had a strong feeling, and it wasn't actually no. I remember now. The way you guys looked at me, you were looking at me like, "Hi, ah, you dumb motherfucker. Yeah, you got to listen to this." In my head, on the way back, I was like, "I'm not listening to this piece of shit." And then, like, I, <laughs> I was like, "This is exactly how I thought it was gonna go." Yeah, yeah. And I so, was like, "Let me just scroll down to the bottom and just play another song." And it was like. <laughs> and it was like sounded like police, and, and you, I was like, "No." So yeah, like I, no, I wasn't dude. gonna do that, but then the way you guys looked at me, Josh, I remember laughing like, "Ha ha ha, you <laughs> cocksucker!" So blame me, blame yourself. Look <laughs> inward. Take some accountability <laughs> for this dog shit. So um, Taylor, we this uh, this album's a one out of uh, what do I? I usually do a five scale. I'm gonna give it a a, a half out of five. I get it. Okay. It's just not my thing. All right, that's fine. Um, okay, so Taylor, you and I discussed. I thought it would. I thought it would be a good idea that since Manfro has been filling in um, very graciously, uh, having a really good time uh, until you're back, um, that he gives us uh, picks this week. He gives me an album, gives you a movie. If I have not seen the movie, I will watch it as well. But I thought it'd be a good idea get him involved here. So Manfro, um, tell us who's going first. Uh, well, Taylor, you're gonna watch. And you're going to you're going to do the listening, too. I want him to listen. Also. I think he'll want to do that. But I Absolutely. think you're going to watch the ladies, man. <laughs> yes. With Tim Meadows. Yeah, dude. The ladies, yeah, man. Is class. Tim dude, Tim Meadows, you, your mind will change. Like Mean Girls will get that much more funny. <laughs> mean Girls was never funny you, to begin what? with. Mean Girls is one of the best fucking comedic things ever. No. What are you yeah. comedic things ever? What the yeah. fuck? Dude, dude, you don't have a list of comedic things ever. He does. Yeah. Dude, we're no. like our biodomain girls. <laughs> I, he, <laughs> good point. Yeah, Hold on. I need, I, I, need to, I need to stress this enough. One, I watched that fucking movie from start to finish. Bio? Right? It was, it was, no. Well, I've, yes, that too. But I, I've seen Mean Girls from start to finish. Uh-huh. Right? I watched it with ears. I was forced to watch it. And at the end, I looked at everybody. I go, what was so fucking funny about that? Like Lindsay Lohan's so bangable, like that's what got me through the first like two times. The one whose dad invented t- toaster strudels, the hottest. Oh, yeah. uh, Gretchen Wieners. Yeah, Gretchen Wieners, dude. The the, the they, she was they in, rip her in Ted so she, fucking much. She was in so um, not another teen movie. Yep. The one that the guy was in love with, and he kept writing her love letters, and she's like, I don't fuck every guy that writes me a love oh, letter. Oh, Lacey Chabert. I, I give them hand jobs. Yeah, Lacey yeah. Chabert. Uh, she was wait, in the best guy too. Yep. Wait, what? What? Uh, not another teen movie. Was that the one where like the chick tried, like the old school chick, like she tries out for the 
for the uh, for the for the cheerleading team, and she goes, uh, "I have Tourette's. Like, give me an H, give me you, give me a no." Giant pussy looking ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that. That was basically doing the same thing. Fucking Deuce Bigelow had done. Yeah. yeah. With the, the the ladies' man is more of uh, like a Saturday Night Live. Saturday yes, Night it was Live a, the ladies' man was a Saturday Night Live character. It was actually a very oh. funny character. They would never get away with now. Um, I, I, I want to hear Manfro talk about it. Shut up. Yeah, no, so it's like it has a lady that we talked about last week, uh, Major Payne's girlfriend. In Hillary from Fresh Prince. Hillary from Fresh Prince. She's oh, in it. my God. I've seen this. I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen this yeah. skit. Yeah. I've seen this skit. Okay. Yeah, dude, it was a funny skit. Yeah, and like Tim okay. Meadows is like legendary for this film alone, and like you get to see Will Ferrell's like it was one really of Will- early acting. So you know you you're gonna notice a lot of people in the movie, and you're gonna be like, holy shit! And they got the guy who recently passed away, who was in Friday, who's uh, Greg's dad. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, John Witherspoon. John, John Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a good movie, and I think you're gonna really enjoy Ta- it. Taylor, me, Jared Spooner, and Kenyatta used to watch this every Saturday that we hung out. It would be on TV, or Jared had it on VHS, then DVD, and it. I haven't watched it in years. I'm going to rewatch it. It's been yeah, so dude. fucking long. Gonna, Josh, when's the last time you watched The Ladies, man? Years. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking like maybe when I was like 15, 16 years old is the last time I saw so, it. So, do you like to so, do it in the butt? <laughs> so, the last time, so I, I get Tim Meadows for some reason, and I, they're completely, they're not even... <laughs> I, I, I get fucking I get Tim Meadows and Horatio Sands mixed up, which is I don't know oh, how. Horatio Sands kind of no, sucks. No, fuck him. Horatio, no. so Horatio Sands. Tim Meadows in semi pro when he gets shot. No, Tim Meadows <laughs> in a pop star never stop popping. <laughs> yes, he's fun. I like him in uh, Dewey Cox. He's like, and you never. Everybody knows Mars is thirty seconds away. No, Connor, <laughs> that's just the band's name. <laughs> he was actually really Tim Meadows was really good in Brooklyn Nine Nine as the Cannibal. He was great in that. I like him in uh, uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. You do not want any part of this shit, Dewey. <laughs> it's great. It makes you not care about it. I like, yeah, and you never once paid for drugs. <laughs> Funny fucking movie. All right, on to All right. the album of the week. Let's hear it. We're, I, I know I've mentioned this man to Dan. I don't know if he's listened to it. Um, this is going in a whole different direction. It's pirate metal. I listened to a this little bit, but. No Grave But the Sea is the name of the album and it's ale storms album and honestly it changed my whole perspective on pirate metal <laughs> and it is fucking great okay you, you, you had a perspective on pirate metal right, i'm gonna listen to this too yeah I need to fucking hear so wait, wait hold on wait wait, man, wait manfro did you say it was hailstorm Ailstorm with an A. No, not oh, Hailstorm. Not that fucking bullshit, fucking generic okay. hillbilly rock fucking garbage with that girl lead singer who. How dare how, how, yeah, you? You show some fucking respect to Lindsay Hale, you fucking cunt. Yeah, I could hail pearls on her. <laughs> That's about it. Hail no. pearls. That's like one step a- under fucking Nickelback. Hailstorm. Ail- Get out of here. It's Ailstorm. It's Ailstorm with an A. And like. I listened to this the first time, I and I, pirate metal. I had a uh, on the way to Warp Tour. I was like, I had the um, the sampler CD, and I always yeah. listen to the sampler beforehand. And I wanted to go see new bands. I listen to, I'll judge them off of one song, and like, let's go watch. Decide their if you're set. down. Decide if you're down. Yeah. And I saw these guys live. I didn't even know they were from Scotland yet, but that was like the bonus on the cake because I'm half Scottish. <laughs> the bonus on the cake. Yeah. <laughs> What yeah, the dude. fuck are you talking about? But the icing on the cake? Yeah, these guys are definitely boners on the cake. <laughs> and 
they're Who's Scottish, and they have this song yeah. where like, this is exactly how we feel about Jersey, and then that's one of the song's names. It's called Fucked With An Anchor, <laughs> and they basically tell everybody to go fuck themselves, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. Okay. And I listen, like, the, um, if I'm ro- like scrolling through my shit, if an Ailstorm song comes on, and they have a lot of albums, too, so if you didn't get your fill of pirate metal, you can go and do, like, a discography on them. Don't venture off too far into the pirate metal genre because you will not like it. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> you just said you have a whole new respect for pirate metal. Oh, yeah, no, but this is the pinnacle. Okay, this is the apex pirate. of the vortex. Yeah, and I'm of- not the Sean Spears pinnacle, but pinnacle. Not the MJF shit on AEW. This is the pinnacle of pirate metal. All right, I'm excited. Um, so we got pirate metal and sure. Tim Meadows this week. Um, so, Taylor, Jesus. anything else? I want to ask you one thing before we, we get off. I just want your quick pick on something. Sure. Who is going to win on Saturday? Stipe Miocic. We're going to talk about this man for, or Francis Ngannou. Go. Stipe is going to win and it's going to go the distance. All right, Taylor. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. I love you. Thanks, Taylor, for calling in. Manfro, before we started with Taylor, you had something else you wanted to expand upon from the uh, the strip club experience. So, or your, maybe when you got home, I don't remember. Yeah, so I've been to a few strip clubs in my day, and <laughs> okay. I, I really like... You know what you don't see, though, like, ever, ever, is, like, your partner... Someone that doesn't have daddy issues? Yeah, well, you don't see girls dressed up in those stripper outfits because... In real they, life. In real life. So, I must have done something because the next day it said your item has been shipped and it was like six or seven <laughs> fucking Wait, did you start out this by saying I must have done something yeah. for they just arrived I so for the last like three days now fucking I've just been getting packages and it's all like stringy bathing suit fucking bikini, lingerie stripper. yeah it's all stripper attire I don't I don't know if Sam's gonna be embarrassed if she hears this but she doesn't listen I don't think but is she She's going to wear them for me. Hell yeah. But that what if she wants you to wear one for her? I'd do it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that, but this shit was, I was just like in amazement that I had ordered so many. What's the worst thing or like the, the most, the most you've spent uh, like a night when you were fucked up and then realized it the next day? And Rutgers tickets. I was going to say, there had to be the Rutgers game. Yeah, dude. That and was not good. I spent fucking $1,200, maybe $1,500 on woke fucking up? goal line fucking seats to the Rutgers game. Rutgers, Ohio State. Ohio State. So the best was, I was with you that night when it happened. You, I left before that part happened. You yeah. texted me the next day and said, I bought Rutgers tickets. I said, why? I don't know. <laughs> like $1,200. Like, are you fucking crazy? I called up my friend... Um, my friend RJ, who's like a huge Ohio State fan, I'm like, dude, we're going to see Ohio State. He's like, hell yeah. This is when they have like Joey Bosa. Yeah, yeah. And uh, J- I think J- uh, Braxton or Saturday. Oh, um, yeah, uh, Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller. And they like, that's been like, and Rutgers came down the field the first drive and they. You're like, oh shit. Oh, we're going to do it. And then what and happened? They fucking missed a field goal from five yards out and they never scored another point. <laughs> and what was the never final even score? Came like, close. But it the was best like 82 to nothing, I you, think, or you 52 guys, to nothing. You guys pre gamed hard, got to the game to keep drinking. Yeah, and as soon as we got to the game, we were doing. A, I was doing a lot of stuff. I can't speak on anybody else that was at the game, but I was having some of the shregana beforehand. <laughs> okay, and I was like a little yeeted, and I was a little fucking drunk, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah, this is gonna be awesome! I'm gonna get fuck a couple drinks. Everybody's gonna drink. We're gonna get fucking hammered, so we're throwing up on our own seats." And then like they were like, "I was like, yo, let me get a beer," and the guys like, mm, "We don't serve beer here." And I'm like, "All right, can you lead me to like the beer stand?" He's like. No, this is a dry campus. And I'm like, 
Uh-oh. You're kidding, right? <laughs> like, and then like I ended up handing off my bag of Shrigana to somebody else, <laughs> and they ended up doing the whole thing, so I had nothing. And then I just had to hear Richie fucking, he put my Ray Rice jersey on, because I thought that'd be a good idea. <laughs> and he's going... Come on, oh, he's like, come on, Rutgers, beat him like Ray Rice beats their fucking girlfriend. And I was like, oh, but my he, God. But he didn't do it just once. No, he kept going, kept going. And he was like, yeah, Ray Rice, yeah. And then, like, he was, like, rooting for Ohio State by the end of it. So, <laughs> that sounds like, about right. He's like, you got to kill these women beaters. And I'm like, oh, my God, get me out of here. We had a hotel for, like, afterwards. But by the time we got out of there and got back into the car. Because we're hungover. We were, like... Dude, let's just go home. And like RG's like, I just bought a fucking hotel room for us like a couple hours ago. I was like, I'm ready to go. And Schlem's like, I'm driving home. You guys can stay. I'm driving I'm home. Going home. We're like, all right, we're going home. And RG just we stayed in the hotel that by was himself. Like the, that was probably like the least amount of time I ever spent in a hotel that was paid for. And I've gotten two before because I just, on the odd chance that I'd get lucky. And then I ended up like going into it and at least jerking off in it <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? Like back in the day when I'd get a hotel every weekend. But that was like the most disappointing thing that ever happened to me that I spent a lot of money on when I was fucking. Will it be more disappointing if your girlfriend doesn't wear all these outfits you bought her? Nah, I'll fucking just jerk off in them. <laughs> all right. So you win either way. Yeah, win-win. All right. So did you watch anything else this week, Manfro? Um, I watched... <laughs> I, I don't know why, but last night, before I went to bed, it was uh, the Ryan Gosling movie again. Lars and his real girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Lars and the real girl. Yeah, Lars, Lars, and, the real girl. Lars and his real girlfriend. And yeah. I was like... It's a fucking it. weird I movie. I watched it like like maybe 10 minutes in the first time, so I didn't see him actually get the package. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't really know what was going on in the beginning, but then I watched it from the beginning last night, and I was like, why am I watching this? I movie? don't like that movie much. It's like I'm in the minority. That just Have you ever seen that, Josh? Lars and the Real... Gosling? I, don't really, I don't really do Ryan Gosling. He's in some movies I fucking... Have you seen Drive? Drive is you will dude you'll it's all fucking synthwave music the whole score oh, yeah? Brian Cranston's in it it's a fucking awesome movie it's oh, if you, you would like it's, no one's ever described a movie like oh you wait till it's synthwave music dude no no dude we got into synthwave oh, yeah. no I'm dead ass serious yeah, we got no, into no. synthwave recently because of the fucking album Taylor gave us it's so good oh, cool you need to know dude you need to listen to this <laughs> I promise you it's like I, some of the music sounds like it's straight up from like the Terminator One soundtrack like it's like it just vibes really fucking hard so I have. A, a story about industrial techno. Okay. So we went to the rodeo one night. They had zombie night. And like they the, had like these, the rodeo over here? Yeah, like the, the Lakeshore Inn now. <laughs> yeah, the Lakeshore Inn, dude. So I was dating this girl, Nicolette. I wouldn't be surprised if that became a strip club. Like yeah. when you were mentioned in the fucking well, Daily Play, well, so I was like, I could see that. It's not a yeah. strip club. So they did a, a zombie night at this place, right? So they had girls that were there that were go-go dancers. But like they could, obviously couldn't pull their tops off because they, they don't have the license. Yeah, for that. correct. So they were doing a dance, and this guy was playing like industrial techno, like pew, 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 yeah, pew. and it was like the dark. Sounds ones, like though. remixes of Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> just like dark. And so like the sh the girl stopped performing, and I had about probably over sixty dollars worth of tip on the table, just like making a kitty pot, okay, like yeah. fucking just money, money, money. And the fucking DJ kept playing that shit, so we were like. I went up to him nicely, and I was like, hey, man, do you think you could just play something a little more upbeat? Like, you know, like this dark metal stuff. And he's like, yeah, 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 no problem. He just kept playing it. So then we got the idea to start chanting, DJ sucks dick! DJ sucks dick! And we just, like, that was his name the rest of the night. So the guy got, like, really pissed off. And oh, I, no, I, no. You're surprised? I went up to him. I'm like, could you just, like, 
Like at this point, I'm pleading with him. I'm like, could you put on Katy Perry or Kesha or anything <laughs> like catchy, like anything, please? And he goes, yeah, all right. And then I like, look back at him after like he played another song that was like fucking dredge, fucking techno, fucking kill your mother shit. And he goes like, he gives me like the fist to the hands like that. Like he's going to fight you. Like he's going to fight me. Okay. And I laughed. I was laughing. And then I like walked up to him again. The guy came out and swung at me. Okay. I picked him up and threw him into his own DJ gear. <laughs> Did the music turn off? The music stopped. There was a full out like riot in the fucking bar. There was people and everybody's dressed up like zo- it was zombie night except for us. So I lost so, I lost my hat. I'm, now I'm on the stage with the DJ. What hat was throwing it? Him, uh, it was just like a Yankee hat I had on a fitted cap. And it like fell off and my pants ended up falling down because there was like so many bouncers and shit around me. This guy's like trying to swing on me and shit. And I'm basically like choking him on his own DJ gear. <laughs> and like a, a one of his friends jumped on my back. I ended up like throwing him. I was throwing punches. And then my ass like came out of my <laughs> pants because I wear my pants lower already. Yeah. So just my underwear got like pulled out. So I'm basically <laughs> mooning the whole bar now. My friends go to break it up. They get punched by a clown. My friend. So we're leaving, right? Wait, and so my a clown at zombie night? Yeah. There were people dressed up as dead clowns. <laughs> By a clown, he met the literal clown. Yeah, so he... (laughs) My hat's gone, and fucking my girlfriend at the time, the girl I just started dating like maybe two or three weeks, goes to pick up my hat. My friend RJ rips it out of her hands and goes, That's my friend's hat! Like the scariest fucking like interaction you can get with someone that you don't know. And she's like, I'm Mike's girlfriend. And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I I can see RJ going from here to here like that. Yeah, yeah. So then, like, I put my hat on and we're going outside. So then, like, something happens with my other group of friends, and they're, like, fighting with these one kids. So my my friend RJ pulls a lighter off of the floor. Picks it up in his hand. The kid's like, "Fuck you! I'll knock you out." He said, "You don't do anything, pussy." And he throws this, li- or he's left-handed, so he throws a lighter, and it was like the perfect shot, and hit the kid right between his eyes, <laughs> and like it was just like a dirty lighter off the floor. And he's like, "What are you gonna do, pussy?" He's like, "No one's holding me back." And there was like like ten girls holding him back, and there the one girl screaming at us, "He has seizures! He has seizures!" <laughs> and then I'm like, "He's about to get a fucking seizure if he comes over here." And then like we're, there's literally no one holding us back, and then like. uh <laughs> my, my other friend, he was he ripped the side banister off. Like okay. there's like a little fucking. This is all right where side, we grew up, Josh. Yeah, yeah. There's a side door that has like a, a set of wooden steps that they like. They looked like they needed to put there, and it was just like poorly built. And he just whips the banister off. Someone cheap shot at me! I'll fucking kill him! <laughs> and we're like, holy shit! All right, time to go. And we we ended up leaving. But that was industrial techno f- starts a lot of shit. <laughs> Just name that episode this Industrial Techno starts a lot of shit. Yeah. Please. Um Josh, did you watch anything else this week? Um Endgame? Uh, Wipeout? No, no, no Endgame this week. Um you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. Like the first episode. Uh I've been watching. Oh, it's out? Yeah, it came out yeah. on Friday. Ah, oh, sweet. First episode. Uh, did you watch WandaVision yet? Yeah. Cocksucker. Uh I've been rewatching Scrubs. It's one of my okay. favorite yeah. shows. Uh Turk and JD. Yeah, dude. Uh, that, that's pretty much when it. you were just talking about the kid with the he has seizures. I thought about uh, Sopranos when uh, uh, the bill they they when Paulie keeps making Christopher spend money <laughs> and they gives a guy a sixteen dollar tip of like a bill like fourteen hundred <laughs> yeah. bucks. Hey, fucking asshole! I have kids. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hits him with the brick. So he's like, he's one of these fucks. Yeah. Paulie looks at him. He's fucked up, Chrissy. Yeah. And he goes, those these motherfuckers don't they have their medicine? <laughs> <laughs> he shoots him, kills him. <laughs> Paulie grabs the fucking check with the fucking fourteen hundred bucks in it, runs away. <laughs> so far, where are you up to now on that? So uh, I don't get yelled at about. Spo- 
spoilers again. Uh, his guma just got caught on fire. Valentina, that's fucking wild. Yeah. I think I'm going back to my wife and then <laughs> to see her. So fuck yeah. So like, you never pay attention to anything that you're doing, and then she lights herself on fire. It's right before uh, Tony and Carmella get back together. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, she. <laughs> the best is so you know obviously his previous girlfriend Gloria Trillo committed suicide or his gumad, and um, this time with this one he's at the hospital when she's getting out, and she's like, you know, she's all fucked up. He's like, yeah, I'm going back to my wife. She's like, this is here how you leave me like this? I'm just gonna fucking kill myself. And Tony's like, I gotta go. He doesn't <laughs> yeah, care anymore. He doesn't give a shit. So I'm on, um, I just started the first half of the last season. Um, so, was, you know, got through Tony. Tony's just rehabbing now. Yeah. It's when they have, the whole, they have the whole 50 Cent type episode, the rapper that came in getting shot seven times. Yeah. And, Bob, cause, yeah. and then Bobby shoots the one in the ass, the fleshy part of the thigh, to help him write a mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, Josh and I both did watch the Snyder Cut yes. of um, oh, Justice, Justice League. Do you have any interest in it, Manfro? Um, I think they fucked it up. They, it's, it's irredeemable. Um, so I I've said from the beginning with this, I like I do like Man of Steel and I like Batman versus Superman, but they never like lived up to what I really thought they could be. You were you even said that with Batman versus Superman, you were hyped and you like I like it, yeah. but it's not good. Like it, parts of it are really good. Yeah. It's like almost every Zack Snyder movie. Parts of it are awesome, and the other parts you're just like, why? Yeah. Like- Martha. I heard it was four hours. That's it's, what really deterred me away from. So it's four it. hours, and I don't. This wouldn't. This is the thing everyone's talking about. Oh, look how much better it is. It's much. It's. I've never seen a, like a director's cut that is legitimately a completely different movie. It's it's nothing like it. I was floored by some of it. I thought some of it was legit great, but like always, he ta- has trouble starting out the story. The first part, it's split into parts, so you could watch it like part one's over, part two's over. You can just pause it and it leaves off perfectly. He could, I think, it would have worked bet even better if they did it like week over week, and then you could binge it. Yeah, like as one narrative. Um, I think that. Uh it's funny, right? Because both guys have different styles of filmmaking. Sure. And both guys did different things with their their versions of the movie. Yeah. Um, I saw a really, really interesting thing. It was a side-by-side of a scene from the Snyder Cut and the scene from the Whedon Cut. Yeah. It was the scene when Batman and the Flash first meet each other. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In the Whedon Cut, there's like an extra like two minutes of dialogue. Yeah. It's, it's just the Flash like being weird and quirky. Yeah. Trying to get over like comedic stuff. Both scenes... Last the same exact amount of time, even given the extra dialogue in the Whedon version, because the Snyder Cut version, the slow motion, it's was so much two slow times motion slower, <laughs> two times slower than the slow motion in the Whedon so version. So I read today the official numbers on the amount of slow motion in the in the Snyder Cut. Yeah, it ten uh, percent of the movie is slow motion, exactly twenty four minutes and seven seconds. Um, is slow motion. Because <laughs> think about it. Think how much slow motion is in 300, Dawn of the Dead, Watchmen, uh, Man of Steel. He loves the slow motion. Parts of it are legit great. Like, Ben Affleck is an awesome Batman. Like, there's no denying that. I'm happy the director got to see. He got so fucked by the studio when you really read into what they did to him right after his daughter killed himself that he actually got to see what his idea was. It was much better Eisenberg still doesn't really... He was much better as Lex Luthor in this than he was in Batman versus Superman. He's still not a good Lex Luthor. And Leto was a better Joker. People are way overreacting, saying it's the best Joker Batman scene of all time. Nothing is better than the interrogation room with Heath Ledger and Batman in The Dark Knight. There's nothing better than the that. The hospital scene is... The hospital scene is... Yeah. I'm, no, I'm talking about just the Joker and uh, Batman uh, together. Yeah. And even the final scene. But you think about Michael Keaton when it's him and Joker. and You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. There's... It's a good scene. But just so much of it is... 
bloated and unnecessary. It was a much better movie, but he's not getting another run at it, I don't think. It, the, maybe HBO is like, we'll throw money at him to do his own extended universe. Maybe. I would be fine with that. Let him do that. But his next one, Army of the Dead, looks like it'll be a little fun. Army of Darkness? Um, yes. Not Army of Darkness, but I just watched that recently, That's and it's still movie. it's still so good. Oh, this uh, is my boomstick. Ash vs. Evil Dead. Did you watch that? I love that. It's so good. So and good. now and they're, they they just start. We love Lucy Lawless. Yeah, I think they just started on pre production on the next um, Evil Dead that uh, the, Bruce Campbell's back in, and I think Hell Sam yeah. Raimi's do, involved yeah. with it as well. They're also doing Bruce um, Campbell's involved. He's been involved. Well, he was. He wasn't technically <laughs> oh, in. The, the, oh, I the I like the one from. I like the remake a lot. I thought it was great. I liked it when they made fun of it in that one movie, Epic Movie or whatever it is. I didn't watch Epic Movie. I think it's the <laughs> one where they like she like splits her tongue and ah. I none of us saw Epic Movie. Oh, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was cool. Did you like meet the Spartans? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that no. fucking movie? No, I oh. um, what was I going to say? Where the fuck were we going? Uh, Snyder Cut. Snyder Cut. I forgot where we were right before that. Uh, Josh? Um, Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou. <laughs> there was something. Oh, the Marvin, the Martian yeah, Manhunter yeah. scene was that was added in. Unnecessary. Stupid. He did, like I understand. I read about why he did the epilogue, like setting up a sequel. And he's like, well, kind of all the comic book movies end on fucking cliffhangers. You dickhead. You knew what you were doing. You're trying. He. No matter how much he says it, he wants to get invited back. He does. At this point, I don't know. They got to do something. Why some was he kicked off in the first place? Um. So Batman versus Man of Steel was considered a success, but they were expecting it to be much bigger. So they were already a little let down with the box office performance of that. Yeah, that movie was fucking garbage. You hated Man of Steel? Yeah, I watched it. I, I like it. There's things I love about it, but it doesn't feel like a Superman movie to me. No. Like, it's supposed to be a little brighter. Like, it's not supposed to be gloomy and shit like that. But some the guy that played Zod, it was Michael Shannon. He was awesome as, uh, as Zod. Um, but so then Batman versus Superman comes out and this is supposed to be a huge fucking movie, right? Yeah. People think it's gonna be great. It's bringing to life kind of the Dark Knight Returns storyline. Um, but there was already a considerable backlash to Ben Affleck even being casted. Then it came out and not only did it underperform at the box office, it didn't get great reviews. Like fans were not particularly happy with it. Some of the stuff they loved, um, the best Batman fight scene I've ever seen is in Batman versus Superman, the warehouse fight scene in the director's cut. It plays on the screen like you're playing the Arkham video games. Uh, like okay. it looks awesome. It's a really intense fight scene. Um, but then things like Abomination don't work. Not Abomination. Uh, Doomsday don't work. They're very similar. Like Abomination and the Incredible Hulk, and they're like the same thing. A mindless villain. Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor was really poorly received because it was like he was trying to play the Joker as Lex Luthor. He's supposed to be this cunning businessman, and it's just the wrong casting. He could play quirky characters like in Zombieland, Mark Zuckerberg. Because he's the I worst person Jesse alive. Eisenberg playing like the Riddler. Yeah, he could play the Riddler. Like he's quirkier, but yeah. not Lex Luthor, who is like you know preemptive Donald Trump on character. You know what I mean? Uh, on screen, like right. he's this, a real estate mogul. <laughs> Which one is it where he like touches his hair and his hair comes out, and then you're like, oh, what with Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah, Isn't is that the end of Man of Steel? Or yeah, something? no, that's Batman versus Superman. Oh, that was the only. It? He had a small part in Justice League. He was in it a little bit, um, but. And then in the new one, they added the whole scene with uh, Deathstroke, and it played better. But after, so after Batman versus Superman did poorly on both, they were the studio got very involved with the production of Justice League. They wanted it to be lighter. They wanted so no, less doom and gloom. They wanted it to be more like the Avengers movies, where there are a lot of wisecracks and dialogue and quick cuts and more action. And that was the whole thing about bringing the Flash in, right? 
Well, it was supposed to be, I, my whole opinion from the beginning is that they rushed it. They rushed it from the beginning. It should have been a Superman movie. You could do another one where Batman comes into it. Then it's Batman versus Superman. There has to be a conflict for you to really, you know Batman, but still, it's a new Batman. You got to introduce him the right way. And I don't think they ever gave Ben a fair chance at that no. with the way it was written. No. He probably, when he was going to direct the Batman movie, I was hyped because I think Ben Affleck's a great director. He did well. There was just some creative things that did not work in his vision of that. But once they're filming Justice League and the movie is literally pretty much done at this point his daughter commits suicide uh, and they say and he has to finish the movie and they're like we got a deadline to hit we needed to come out by this date we already sent out promotional material they already released trailers they bring in joss whedon who did um the first two avengers movies avengers and avengers age of ultron they reshoot 80 percent of the movie Right, they used some of the film he had. They brought back Henry Cavill to film it. He was filming Mission Impossible Seven with the mustache, so they CGI'd his mustache out, and it's the fucking worst CGI you'll ever see in a major Hollywood production. This ain't some low budget movie. Yeah. It's a massive movie. It looks like and, Tony Soprano's mom. Yeah, at the end, it's wor- no. It's have you seen the pictures of it without the CGI? It's so bad, and. It, it, they made Cyborg useless in the original one. They actually gave depth to the characters in this. Some of it was done really, really well. Um, but it, it's long. It's I, I. It's something I'd throw on again just in the background when I'm laying down. I was entertained by it. I, I enjoyed most I, of it. I don't know if HBO Max has like the ability to snap between like parts or anything like that, but like I would definitely watch individual parts. Oh, uh, I want to watch King Kong versus Oh, Godzilla. fuck. I, I think I'm going to go to the theater to see it. No, I, want, I, I definitely just I, I want to see it in IMAX. Like, I want, I love these kind of movies. I've watched all the Godzillas up to this one, and they were, the last one was brutal. I loved King of the Monsters. Yeah, that was kind of tough, though, man. What do you mean? Like, tough how? Like, tough when, like, everybody just keeps surviving everything. Oh, of course, but I don't, honestly. I really liked the part where they destroyed Boston. That was, that yeah, was that was cool. Yeah, yeah that, that was, cool. that was nice. I, but. I still think they should take down Paul Revere's statue in Boston. Why? Because fuck Boston. So why Paul Revere, though? What's your problem racist, with him? racist, obviously. <laughs> why is he a racist? Because he's white. He's, Good point. He's Ben Affleck. <laughs> what you Ben Affleck? No, we like when Andrew Andrew uh, Jackson's statue got taken yeah. down and stuff because he was like racist. And yeah, he was. I was at the Yankee game and my dad was drunk and he kept saying Boston Sox because he's like, if I say sucks, I'm going to get kicked out. So Boston Boston Sox. So he had like a whole section around him, like just hammered, and he goes. We're going to fucking Boston. We're pulling down Paul Revere's statue. <laughs> He's like, they're going to they gonna take Columbus. They're going to take Andrew Jackson. We're taking fucking Paul Revere. <laughs> and like, there was like, at first, when I went up there, there was nobody around. By the end of the game, there was like a whole crowd of people just like in the bleachers like, ah, this guy is fucking old and saying Boston sucks. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, big fight this weekend. Manfro. Yeah, I'm nervous. Um, because I'm a I'm a big Miocic. So fan. this is what. So this weekend's UFC 260, Stipe Miocic against Francis Ngannou rematch from their title fight a few years ago. Um, where Stipe won all five rounds. He took some big shots from Francis, but he mixed up his boxing and his wrestling the second well. Second round was probably like I, I was so nervous after Ngannou landed that huge shot. In the oh my god! Round, I was like, this guy's done, and he fucking prevailed. And I, like, got pissed off at the UFC action figures because they put out, like, a new thing of action figures yeah, yeah. this week. And I was like, what about the heavyweight champ that's defended Steep it more times than anybody? Well, they... And you have they, fucking they, Conor McGregor over here never, never fucking shows up. 
Yeah, and you but, got fucking, but you know why that is. You know why you that Cowboy is. Cowboy Cerrone, who's fucking. Uh, just, I you want know why? Stipe to get some respect on his name. This is this is the problem. This is the problem. First off, Stipe is a reluctant star. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to do all that that stuff. Like the, Cerrone is a poster boy. You know what I mean? You could parade him around for the next ten years. He's Donald Cerrone. Um, he fought on every fucking card. And Connor's the biggest star the sport's ever seen. And dude, if you released a Brock Lesnar UFC action figure right now, it would sell more than Stipe's too. Yeah. If they released. Both of them. It's just a matter of you know the broader scope of it. More people know Cerrone than Cerrone than they do Stipe. Not that that should be the case. It's I said the same thing when we were watching Amanda Nunes fight. She should be the biggest celebrity in the LGBTQ community as far as athletes go. Yeah, and they don't think to put her in the the gay pride parade. No, it's a way to play to a demographic, a fan base that I'm gonna I you know no offense to the LGBTQ people that are MMA fans. I'm gonna guess it's a small majority. But if you promote this person, they'll at least buy her fights. Well, the thing you know is, what I mean? She doesn't put that on a pedestal. She doesn't like she act doesn't, like that's a fucking. But, but the UFC, like a but a good company that wants to promote stars, yeah. they find ways to do it. Stipe should be a star based on the fact that he is a, still a, vol- a volunteer firefighter in yeah. his hometown. They should be showing this dude. He is like the all American, yeah. and they don't know how to do and it. He had the championship. You have four fucking. The Cleveland fucking yeah, the, the Cavaliers, the Cavaliers, or the, no, the Cavaliers, yeah. and it, they don't think to promote like that. They want you to basically do it on your own, yeah. and then they'll take your money. Yeah, and Connor was smart and said, "No, no, no, I'm going to become bigger than the fucking UFC." Yep. And he's there's a reason that he's not the best boxer that <laughs> MMA's ever seen, but he's the biggest star to go and do it. The best was when he was on that money talk show with Nate Diaz. Yeah, yeah, doing the thing and, and the. UFC sold for three point two billion, yep. and they're like, "How much are you worth, Connor?" Three point two billion. Yep. He gets right he's, in the mic. He's oh, worth three point two billion. And they're like, "No, no, that's what the company sold for." I am the UFC. I loved it. I he was, he was fucking coked out of his mind. Yeah, dude. He was all about it. But they, the UFC definitely wants Stepe or wants uh, Francis to win. Um, younger, obviously. Yeah, I, I've been like, you know, dude. You know who's the underdog? Stipe? Yeah, Stipe's... Well, that's the betting underdog, well, which means people are putting money in on Francis. In Francis's defense, he's a, a lot more well-rounded than he was. Okay, and, well, but here's my... Okay, but I want to I question I, that. I'm scared because I want Stipe to win. Okay, wait, how do we know Francis is more well-rounded than he was the first time? Who has he fought? Didn't he, like, put, didn't he put, like, Junior Dos Santos in a Camorra? No, no, he, but no, he knocked uh, Dos Santos out. Oh, no, he put somebody in a fucking... This would be my question about... Fran- yeah, he, he definitely attempted stuff, but... It was just like when we were watching uh, Kevin Holland the other yeah, night. He yeah. he is you know flexible. He knows what the submissions are, but does he know how to use the technique to get them? I'm not saying Francis hasn't improved, but I've not seen him. I think the big thing is when the first fight you saw with Stipe, he had not been tested against a guy that is going to go for takedowns or have the time to shoot takedowns because he knocks everyone out. So it's been hard to say. I definitely think that he was very green the first time they fought. They fought. Yeah. Obviously, it was very, I think, what is he, 8-0, and 9-0 at the time, fighting Stipe Miocic with 30-some-odd fights. Um, you know, has fought everyone. Um, so I, I, I'm interested to see when he, the first time he gets taken down, I think that he could get broken. You know what I mean? Like yeah. guys that don't haven't wrestled in their careers when they face guys that can wrestle. Randy Couture, remember, I remember him saying about Vitor Belfort. And remember when he fought Vitor, Vitor was such an uh, uh the the guy. You know yeah, what I mean? The yeah. prod he was the prodigy before the phenom. Yep. He was knocking out Vanderlei Silva when he was 19 years old, right? Yeah. Everyone's like, Vitor's gonna kill Randy, which is what everyone said was gonna happen when they fought uh-huh. Randy. And Randy beat the shit out of him. And Randy in his book, he wrote that I remember about halfway through the second round, third round, I I 
had him in the clinch and I hit him with a good body shot and I felt him break. Yeah. His will broke. And that's what you saw well, happen to Francis in the first fight. Yeah, well, you see in the second round when Francis put everything he had into that overhand and he didn't go down. He didn't Especially know what to when do. you're a young fighter. You don't and, know what to do. You, and, you can't change up your game no. plan. But the thing is, is that fucking Miocic is like now on the, the wrong side of 30. He's, th- what, 37? Yeah, 30? he's 37. And like that kind of pressure for, I don't care. I don't care about like Francis Nagano who's like, you know, this... This guy's young and he's coming after you. He's that, hungry. That, that just takes so much, like just the pressure of a guy moving forward on you. I was, I was saying that out a lot. I, absolutely. And, and, and Stipe's also been in two wars. Yeah. With or the tr- trilogy with DC. With DC. Uh, what's interesting? I was, I've been thinking Stipe the whole time, and I think my brain is still with Stipe. Yeah, I want um, Stipe. I, I'm just like thinking about it logistically. There's a, there's a scenario I see here that reminds me a lot of the Cormier and Stipe rivalry, where Stipe was champ. Right, DC moves up, fights him for the title. Right after Francis, uh, he fought, beat Francis. Right, and he knocks Stipe out. Yeah. Right, then he has a pretty good run at heavyweight. You know, he defends it. They have the rematch, and then Stipe wins. Yeah. Right, and it was a great fight. DC was on his way to winning before that body shot adjustment, which is one <laughs> yeah. of the great mid fight adjustments I've ever I, seen. I don't know if I texted you or if I was with the people, and I was like, I don't know why Stipe doesn't hit the body, and yep. then he hit the body, and that was he it. landed that Game left over. that lead left hook to the body mm. over. And over again, and you can and tell every time it hit him, it hurt you saw, him more. You just saw him starting to labor, and then it was one of the best mid-fight adjustments I've ever seen. Yeah, and then they had the third fight, and it was a a, a really good fight again. Where at one point it could have gone either way, and then Stipe took over. Right, I could see a scenario playing, and then DC retires. I see, a, I could see a scenario here. Francis wins, right? He gets the big knockout, just like Stipe did against DC the second time. Then they do the rubber match. He wins a hard-fought decision where we're like, wow, he, you know, he defended everything. He went five rounds. He won. Stipe retires. Very similar kind of circumstances to what yeah. happened with Stipe and Cormier. I, I, I'm just really interested to see if he, when he's pushed again, when yeah. that, if he lands that punch that doesn't knock him out, is that going to break him? Yeah. And. And can Stipe withstand the power of Francis Ngannou well, that's for thing. five rounds again? That's the thing, too, is that like this guy has one foot out the door, Stipe. And he's yep. he's been vocal about it. Yeah, like, he's made money, man. Like he's he, got bank. And, and he's smart with his money. The, the mindset to get back into the gym and train for this monster. The only guy that has ever even like tested him besides DC, obviously. Yep. Like, this guy... And uh, is it going to be a walk in the park? I don't think so. I think it's going to be a battle. On I think we're going to have a war. I think you're going to see. I do think you're going to see improved Francis. And if that that could mean the difference between him not just looking for what the if, one big what shot. What if Francis hits starts hitting Stipe with body shots up against? Yeah, the dude. Game? Like, like it, you I, never know. That's what I'm interested to see. Is like because. I don't. I don't think it's going to be a quick finish. By quick finish, I think we're getting to at least the third round. Yeah. Okay. At least th- I think we're going to get a, a finish. This time. I would love it if like thirty seconds in, Stipe just like backs up and hits him with a straight and just crumples Nagano. Oh, that would be, <laughs> dude. It would. Listen. Like, who did he knock out that one time when he was backing up and he just threw a jab out? Oh, that was when he won the title from Fabrizio Verdum. Yeah. He just hit him with the quick he short just hit right, him with the short bucket, right, and then that just and, yeah, oh, dude. That's and Verdum was, like, was a dominant this, champ at that like, point. This guy. And Verdum was looking unbeatable, and Stipe at that point, we had seen him lose. A, we saw him get knocked out by Stefan Struve. Yeah, we had seen him lose. Well, Verdum was very unfortunate. His his championship run, how many injuries he fucking. Well, had. he but he, I mean, he had a really he did have a lot of injuries. He was a dude that he peaked.
peaked late in his career because of steroids. Yeah. Remember when like Vitor came back to the UFC and he was like juice the fuck. He was hitting <laughs> spinning wheel kicks on everyone, yeah, breaking people's eye sockets. Um, and then you saw him when they started the new testing policy. Vitor was deflated. Like all of our favorite well, guys. From well, look at this day. happened. There's two guys. There's two guys I think of specifically that were pretty good fighters but never championship material. Verdum is one of them. Brazilian, where he got he got looked really ripped. His striking suddenly became very good. And the other one I think of, because I remember this guy, he was just a grappler, okay striking. And then he became a great kickboxer, was Rafael Dos Anjos. Yeah. Dos Anjos, I remember his UFC debut, Jeremy Stevens took his fucking head off with an uppercut, like a <laughs> lunging uppercut. And I was, and then he he would have been a good gatekeeper. He's very similar to someone who I think is probably on the sauce now, who's about to fight for a vacant title in Charles Oliveira. Oh, yeah. Oliveira's, dude, what's crazy and is... he's fighting with uh, Gasolum now, right? No, he's, Charles Oliveira's fighting fucking Michael Chandler oh, for the vacant oh, lightweight oh, title. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Gasolum is fighting Whitaker, which is a great fight in itself. Um, But... Oliveira is so interesting. So he has the most submissions in UFC history, right? Yep. He's not a dude who was hyped up for a submission game like Damian Maya and Verdum and all these guys. He was known as a black belt, but not in the, that, those guys' levels. He is so crafty. Yeah. With his submissions. Well, this is like the thing with him is like you've seen him lose before. I've seen him break. I've yeah, seen I've, you've I, seen him lose, and like the blueprints out there is just. But you what, know, what has he done? Well, different? we haven't seen anyone push him. No, like put the pressure on him, which is where he's always struggled. But I, the fight where I was kind of like, oh, he has improved dramatically. He had lost to this guy early in his career. Maybe like I, it must have been like maybe five or six, uh, fifth or sixth UFC fight when he fought Jim Miller the first time and Jim submitted him. Jim submitted this world-class jujitsu guy. Then they rematched when Jim's, you know, to be fair, later in his career, but his jujitsu is still phenomenal. Yeah. And then he fucking submits Jim in the first round with a knee bar and I'm like, oh. Well, you know how big of a fan of Justin Gaethje I am. And I'm just like, what are you going to do with this guy? Like, you're going to put yeah. him on the shelf? Like, fuck I don't, McGregor coming back. Like, dude, I don't want to see Dustin Poirier and McGregor Dude, you're again. still going to pay on. for it. You're going to pay for I'm gonna it. I'm going to watch it, but it's like, come on, dude. Um, like, I, this guy right now, he's like, he looks just like miles better. Like, who, Poirier? He, no, Justin Gaethje. Like, he had that fucking... He, he was spectacular. Tony Ferguson Tony, was one of my favorite fighters. So I, I love Tony I, I Ferguson. I went in there with, like, no rooting interest. But the fucking way he was hitting so Ferguson I, I was would unbelievable. Be, I thought that was the best fight that Gaethje's ever had. He fought the most composed in his career. Uh, the he was thi- listening. He and, was listening yeah, against a guy who's fight. very hard to do that. And he got rocked by Tony early in the fight at the yeah. end of the first round. Then he he, he composed. He didn't, he didn't just try to blow. Um, didn't just a brawl because he got hit once, which is what he always did and why he lost. But I, I saw Tony in his next fight against Charles Oliveira. And I don't know if it's a symptom of... Uh, Gaethje, Ga- Ga- well, he's got he has he'd wear and tear before Gaethje. He has yeah. so many injuries, and he just he looks slower. He even against uh, Gaethje, he looks slower after the first round. He has so many injuries. I want to see because Gaethje, obviously, we didn't get to see anything from him against Khabib. No. He had nothing. No. Um, he, a couple he, leg kicks, which we know he has great leg kicks. Yeah, but that's that's. I want to see. He, he, it looked like he hurt Khabib maybe one or two times with the leg kicks, but that's I, like all you're going to get. I on. can't give Gaethje a title shot, and I do firmly believe this. Uh, I don't like giving guys title shots coming off losses, especially. And I said this to you over text in a vacant title situation. He's training right now. He just he just needs the shot. He is. I I, I, I just feel like McGregor coming back and. Like, like taking Dustin Poirier away from like, a but this opponent. is the fight. That's the fight Poirier wants. Yeah, I know. Because, but because like, the UFC hasn't taken care of the fighters, and he's like, I'm going to get the biggest payday I can, which I never fault the fighter for. The biggest fight is still Conor McGregor. It doesn't matter if you're a heavyweight trying to fight Conor McGregor. It's still the biggest fight you're going to get. Yeah. How many other fucking okay? If Steep 
Stipe was going to well, fight when Nate Charles Diaz Allen, comes back, he needs a fucking title shot. No, immediately. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of the Diaz. Don't even give him a BMF <laughs> title match. I'm tired of the Diaz brothers. Who's fighting for the BMF? No one. It's not a real thing. It's the equivalent of the hardcore title. It wasn't real. Well, what's the Rock going to do? The Rock? Yeah, he came out to present the belt. The hardcore title? No, no, the BMF belt. <laughs> the Rock. Oh, you no, remember was, that? Like, yes, I remember it, now. MSG, yeah. he came I, I, out. No, I remember now. It would. That's exactly. It's pro wrestling. <laughs> it's pro wrestling. It's a fake belt. They were like, let's these two. If they were gonna have a street fighting tournament, the two guys that probably win are Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal. <laughs> Let them fight for the BMF title because they're never winning UFC well, they gold. Do like a street Ever. fight like Rocky Five? I, dude, I, I'm I'm ready to start watching that bare knuckle fighting championship because <laughs> yeah. my friends are telling me it is so much fun. Yeah. And it's literally, you don't care about records. You just want to see who the best personality is. I like it's literally Paige the brawl for all. Paige Van Zandt getting her fucking, fucking head caved By in. the way, she's pretty much posting almost full nudes on her account thing now. No. Like, until they're full, I'm not paying There's one that it. she posted of her in um, like a candy bikini with her yeah. nipples just straight up out of it. No. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You could see her nipples. Yeah. Yeah. You can see him through the shirt. Yeah, like it's you can not, see. It's not, it's not a shirt. No, it's, it's like, like no, it's a candy. candy. It's like a string candy. Her nipple's out. Yeah. Uh, like send, we'll send, send it to him. Right. Send it. Send it. Dump him. What was it? Dumper. Was, <laughs> dumper. dumper. Yeah, that's a new one. Dumper. Yeah, he said he's like, she's close to doing porn. Okay. I just saw Jessica I, Jessica Evil I, the fighter. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. started an adult only only fans. Adult only only. Yeah. Fans. Oh. She adult. I saw only. that Diego Sanchez has an OnlyFans. <laughs> dude, you gonna and subscribe? It's like, it's like his fitness videos, and I'm like, dude, they they should not let you go on OnlyFans unless you're gonna show some puss or some tit <laughs> or um, some dick. Uh, wait, so let, let's like go. If Diego Sanchez was training like with his cock out, maybe. <laughs> you, 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 I'd, I'd be I'll throw you twenty bucks. I'm five bucks. Um, still before. It. So I want to get your pick. For Stipe and Francis, how do you think the fight ends? I think Stipe outclasses him. And I hope that I think Stipe ends it in the fourth round. Okay, I'm gonna because I I don't like when I we pick fights and we have the same picks. So a lot, this is great because Taylor's never won a bet head to head against me with the fights <laughs> ever. And I think he's like oh and eighteen against me, some wild shit and a draw in there. One oh, wait, 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 wait! It's gonna be stopped by an eye poke in the fourth. Okay, good, good. <laughs> or a fucking illegal knee. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. I a lot of times when I win against Taylor, it's just because I'm taking what he's not. Yeah. Um, even if I think the other thing's going to happen, I'm going to take Francis by third round knockout. I like it. Um, <laughs> I think it, I think for the the time that the fight does last, it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, ultimately, I, I still like I think it's crazy. Stipe is the underdog because he has more ways to win. Yeah. But Francis's way to win is the most devastating. Yes. Like I, I don't want to see Stipe get posterized like a Pez dispenser, like Alistair Overeem did. People, people think like, oh, you don't like Francis Naganu and this. I love. I love Francis. I loved him. Like I loved his come up. I loved his background. He's a story. cool story. The yeah. Fucking, the guy has everything, and I'm just more of a fan of Stipe because of what he had done with the belt that no one's yeah he's, been able to do in the UFC. He's the best UFC champion, heavyweight champion there's ever been. He's ever a, been. He's uh, I think... And some when he was one, coming up, too, he was knocking people out, and there was no I, word I just thought until he got the title. I shot. just thought about this as well. One of the reasons why he isn't that guy is because since he won the title back when he won it from D.C., he's been very selective about when he fights. Yeah. Because he thinks he lost to D.C. the first time because he fought him so soon after going five rounds with Francis. Yeah. He didn't think he was fully recovered. So he fights once a year, right? 
right now. Yeah, is and, really what it and is. The thing is, is that he's a humble dude. He's very humble. He's, he's very a, funny. He sounds a little punchy already. He's like a little outspoken in the sense he they make you seem like the, the the UFC uh, manipulates you to. Think, oh, he doesn't play their game. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't play but the UFC. The UFC game. makes it manipulates it to like where this guy is crying because they're hard to work with. He's hard re- to work with. And yeah, th- that's fucking bullshit. It's because fucking Dana White's a cocksucker. Yep, I agree with that. Um. There, there was a boxing match announced this weekend. Who's that? Canelo Alvarez? Nope. Um, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Okay. Fighting. I'm listening. Anderson Silva. No way. That's the rumor that a they're gonna boxing they're match? gonna have a boxing match. Oh, poor Anderson. Silva. <laughs> dude, dude, dude. I, I, I hope it doesn't get sanctioned because that's gonna be really hard to watch. Like, I was. Does in- Anderson Silva know you have to put your gloves up to like protect your face? Yeah. Dude, remember going? when he was talking about boxing Roy Jones? Even oh like past his God. prime, Roy, Roy Jones. What would Roy have done to him, dude? It's just like the boxing, like the the MMA. It would fighter, sell more than most boxing pay per views. The boxing guys can go into UFC and they usually get whooped. But uh, they you don't. Never, you was, never really. Who's the boxer that fought Randy Couture? Uh, James Tony. James Tony. <laughs> yeah. well, what about oh when Ray God. Mercer knocked out fucking Tim, Tim Sylvia, Silva, dude? Yeah. Uh, uh, but like the thing is, is that you don't see MMA guys at like their peak go to do boxing, except for Conor McGregor, obviously. Yeah. But. I like. I always said you take like some of these guys who are like just up and comers because they don't get paid a lot. Like the no. guys who were just like on the undercard of like a PBC. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they make you six thousand bucks. You take those guys who are who've trained boxing, and you take any almost anybody out of the MMA and like the UFC and put them into a ring with the boxer. The boxer's gonna win every time. Yeah, almost every time. But if they go to MMA, we it's the same exact. They're yeah, two it's, different. It's, they're two different fucking sports. They, you can't compare them. It's like trying to say that fucking Mike Trout is a better baseball player than LeBron James. Like yeah. no fucking shit, dude. Like and there's a, there's always a puncher's chance. Like if sure. you have a guy like Francis Nagano, you put him with boxing gloves on, dude, and yeah, he, he starts swinging those hammers at somebody. That might be the sport for him. He, it very well like could if, be. If you told but me we tomorrow saw that with Butterbean. Yeah, but if you tell me Tyson Fury's fighting Francis Nagano tomorrow, I would fucking be all in. Yeah, for sure. All well, in. In boxing or MMA, both. I think Tyson Fury's would, would kill him. Or in boxing? De- or Deontay Wilder. Yeah. T- of course. Well, but Deontay would talk- be more interesting because he boxes like Francis Ngannou exactly. fights. That would he, be- his te- <laughs> like, he would have a better chance against Deontay Wilder just based on the fact that Deontay's technical boxing isn't exactly great. No. He's got huge power, but he doesn't have much technique. He didn't doesn't he, do much he angles. Did a fight? Um... I don't, I stopped oh, paying attention. Or somebody's fighting Andy Ruiz Jr., the guy who knocked out Joshua. Oh, uh, uh, well, Joshua's fighting Fury. Joshua's fighting Fury finally? Yeah, they agreed to uh, two fights. Oh, okay. Fi- no matter what, they're going to fight twice oh, from the sounds cool. of it. I like that. Um, I just think, like, it's it's just... Like, I'm trying... Like, well, the big one that's... As I- a boxing fan, it's so frustrating that, like, I Deontay... Like, I knew him coming up on Showtime Boxing. Yeah. And, like, this guy's knocking out everybody. And now it's been, like, ten years since then. And it's like... Just give these guys the fights. Let's see the best. Yeah, well, they they need a Tyson Fury. Fucking did cocaine and lost fucking four years of his fucking. You got you got over three hundred and fifty pounds. He was fat as fuck. I know, and he came back and, and he won and he won. But it's just what like, does that say about? The, and listen, Tyson Fury is a very good boxer. Yeah, but do, I don't think he would have beat. I don't think he would have beaten a prime Klitschko. No, Klitschko, no. like people want to call him boring. Vladimir Klitschko was a great technical boxer by any standard. He could actually box. Maybe the only guy who could have beat him was his brother, Vitali. He he was beating Lennox Lewis. I was also <laughs> I was also thinking like um, when um, they like wrap the gloves. Yeah, yeah. Like In the UFC, I don't know if they do that in the UFC where they watch. They have a guy from the camp watch. The guys, yeah, they rap. do. They it's athletic commission. Thing. But Vitali Klitschko would always go into the opponent's locker room and sit there and. Oh, dude! And yeah, watch them get their hands. And I was like, 
if there's going to be a scary motherfucker, he's sitting Well, he the looks back. like a Russian gangster. Yeah, and like, he's like horrible. They're huge. They're huge. Well, and like Vladimir was with Hayden Pettitier when he was like, you didn't know. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she's like 24 and he's like 42. You're like, I think that's problematic now. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. now that would be like frowned upon. But I think they're still together, actually. Yeah. Um, but I who's the most successful boxer to go into MMA? I legitimately, it's probably Marcus Davis, Ooh. the Irish hand grenade. Oh God, but dude, that's a throwback name. Well, James Tony was really was. Well, I'm talking was, about like successful in MMA as uh, well, because uh, Tony I, was I, not. I couldn't tell you. Marcus Davis was like you know he was you know shitty boxing. He yeah. wasn't a great boxer, but he was another. He's he's the perfect example if you brought in whoever the best 170 pounder. <laughs> if you brought Matt Hughes in at that point, the box. In a boxing ring, Marcus Davis in boxing, Marcus Davis would have killed him. Yeah. Put them in the fucking cage. Matt Hughes, maybe not now. Matt Hughes is going to kill him. Well, fucking Freddie Roach was like, BJ Penn was the best boxer I've ever seen in, in UFC. And I'm like, this guy fucking shaking so bad, I don't see anything. Dude, well, he was a great... <laughs> dude, I, He BJ had one of the best jabs you'd ever see. Like, he yeah. actually threw a boxing jab, and he slipped, like, ever so slightly. But well, he also had a great chin. Now he's getting knocked out by people in street fights. Like, the Sean O'Malley's and the guys who throw wild, like, punches. And there's nothing technical about no. game and it's like if these some of these UFC guys like if they like my dad always says it my dad was like I got him into UFC finally yeah. after years because he's like I just like watching boxing I don't like the fucking ground shit and stuff but like when they watch like a guy's two guys stand up he's like if some of these guys had boxing coaches it would just take them to that yeah well the problem is with it this is and I agree this is was my thought when um Corm uh, uh Connor lost to Poirier in the rematch is why did he go to a straight up boxing stance? Connor's most success in his MMA career is when he's in the traditional kickboxing karate kind of stance. Yeah. And he the went Leona to this and, and he was doing Connor like we always we just think about Poirier knocking him out, but Connor was winning before those kicks started to break him down. His his boxing looked great. He was barely getting touched. He was landing good, and then he ate a couple of those calf kicks cuz he was in a straight up stance where checking isn't an option without completely giving up the takedown like you saw with Kevin Holland. Yeah. And if you're Conor McGregor, you want to keep it on the feet. But he got it fell in love with his boxing. So it's hard with the traditional boxing stance in MMA because you're going to see it pretty soon with um, Clarissa Shields in women's MMA. Holly Holm, she's the best boxer that ever went to MMA. Yes, because yes, yes. she was Holly Holm's legitimately well, one of the like she was a champ. She's one of the best female combat sports athletes ever. Maybe the best before Amanda Nunes and Cyborg's up there too. But um. I didn't really have much else, actually. I do have to wrap up a little early. I got some work to do tonight, um, unfortunately, um, because of the COVID scare in my office. Oh, um, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> we are understaffed at the office, so I'm doing double you, you, duty. You, you, uh, but I work from home. Duty. Duty. If um, I can skip the internship, I'll come into work tomorrow. I'm going to do work for an hour. I'm going to eat dinner, and then I'm going to play duty. I'm going to play Outbreak. Do you have anything else you'd like to say, Michael? No. All right. Say something. Uh, goodbye. This has been You Watch, I Listen. <laughs> Josh, anything else? Uh, nope. All right. That was it. We'll see you guys next week Yo. on You Watch, I Listen. We love you. Go to Daily Planet. Go to dailyplanet.com.